0: We all get excited when we hear that new drugs for Alzheimer's are being tested and approved. We hope so much that they will be available soon to help our loved ones. And we hope they will be available for us when the time comes. However, there is one thing that is already available for everyone for free that plays huge role in preventing Alzheimer's disease – And most of us don't even know about it. Let's talk about it. As I have promised, every 10 episodes, I am going to talk about a book I find helpful in the context of caregiving. If you are impatient and don't want to listen to the rest of the episode, here is a short version of it for you. The magic remedy is sleep. Make sure you have at least seven hours of sleep every night. And if you decided to stay with me today, I want to introduce you to the book, which is called Why We Sleep, Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams, written by Matthew Walker, PhD, who is a professor of neuroscience and psychology at UC Berkeley the director of the Center of Human Sleep Science and a former professor of psychiatry at Harvard University. Initially, I thought I would offer a few quotes from this book, but then I realized I would read most of the book to you. So I'd rather offer you a summary of what's important in relation to aging and Alzheimer. And I strongly encourage you to read the whole book because there is so much more in it. And it's written in a human language for non-scientists to enjoy. It's available in print, ebook format, and audio format. The author offers quite brief and entertaining explanation of the mechanics of sleep, the sleep cycles and the phases of it, and then explains how sleep affects different aspects of our lives. I want to focus on two aspects today. The danger of the myth of old people need less sleep and the reducing risk of dementias especially alzheimer's most likely you know about circadian rhythm it's a daily pattern of when we are awake and when we fall asleep it's not exactly 24 hours and it's different for different people but in general we all sleep at night and we awake during the day By the way, morning larks and night owls are real things. They are called chronotypes and determined by our genetics. So if you are a night owl like me, you will definitely enjoy this book. You also most likely heard of different phases or stages of sleeping, like REM sleep when we see dreams and deep sleep when we don't remember our dreams, but it's the time when we actually rest. As we age two things happen. The slim type of the circadian rhythm moves earlier in the evening, so we are becoming early to rise, early to bed person, and we also get less of the deep sleep each night. What a caregiver should know about it. Seniors want to participate in the social life usually and most of the social life happens in the evenings, whether it's going out or spending time with the families at home. And our aging parents quite often find themselves falling asleep in front of the TVs or nodding off at the dinner table, because most likely they were up early in the morning and are already tired and ready to sleep when everyone is still up. So they take a nap in the afternoon, to be up with everyone else in the evening, and that nap messes up their sleeping time. They can't fall asleep easily anymore because of that nap, but they still wake up early in the morning because of that internal cycle, uh, sleeping cycle they have. So they are up with the birds, have their morning activities, many of them are outside, then they get a nap in the afternoon to be able to stay up in the evening. So they end up sleeping much less than eight hours in night and we assume that they just don't need much sleep. They do because their deep sleep time already decreased because of their age and now it, it decreases even more because they don't sleep enough. And it's not because they have insomnia, it's because of that mismatch in their sleeping times. Here is what Dr. Walker found in his research, beginning of the quote. We already knew that as individuals get older, their brains do not deteriorate uniformly. Instead, some parts of the brain start losing neurons much earlier and far faster than other parts of the brain, a process called atrophy. After performing hundreds of brain scans and amassing almost a thousand hours of overnight sleep recordings, we discovered a clear answer unfolding in a three-part story. First, the areas of the brain that suffer the most dramatic deterioration with aging are, unfortunately, the very same deep sleep-generating regions, the middle frontal region seated above the bridge of the nose. When we overlaid the map of brain degeneration hotspots in the elderly, On the brain map that highlighted the deep sleep-generating regions in young adults, there was a near-perfect match. Second, and unsurprisingly, older adults suffered a 70% loss of deep sleep, compared with matching young individuals. Third, and most critical, we discovered that these changes were not independent, but instead significantly connected with one another. The more severe deterioration that an older adult suffers within his specific midfrontal region of their brain, the more dramatic their loss of deep sleep. It was a saddening confirmation of my theory the parts of our brain that ignite healthy deep sleep at night are the very same areas that degenerate or atrophy earliest and most severely as we age. End of the quote. Which means that when we think that our elders don't need much sleep, in fact, we are contributing to their lack of the deep sleep Which contributes to their amassing of the brain deterioration in the frontal part of their brain. So, here is what the author suggests we can do to help the elders regulate their sleeping times. First, is when they have their early morning activities outdoors in the bright sun, they should wear sunglasses. And that will reduce the influence of the morning bright light in that early to rise schedule. And at the same time, he suggests that in the afternoon, they should go outside for the bright sun exposure without sunglasses, but with hats and all other ways of protecting themselves from the harsh light. So, without sunglasses and that bright afternoon light would help push the time to sleep to a later hour. And here is how Alzheimer's disease and sleep disruptions are connected. Beginning of the quote. Alzheimer's disease is associated with the buildup of a toxic form of protein called beta-amyloid, which aggregates in sticky clumps or plugs within the brain. Amyloid plugs are poisonous to neurons killing the surrounding brain cells. What is strange, however, is that amyloid plugs only affect some parts of the brain and not others, and the reason for which remain unclear. End of the quote. The author describes uh, the process, how they are trying to figure out what is standing behind with that, behind that and what to do with that. And he uh, quotes the study of Dr. Mike Nedegard at the University of Rochester, who actually discovered that certain cells in our brains that have ability to shrink up to 60% at the time when we are in the deep sleep. And that reducing in size allows for the cerebrospinal fluid to wash out all the toxic buildup that we have at the end of the day. So it's like a power wash that cleans up everything that we don't need, include the better amyloids. It also washes out the tau protein, which is also associated with dementia. Here's what else the author says about the studies. Beginning of the quote. Niedigard's finding completed the cycle of knowledge that our findings had left unanswered. Inadequate sleep and the pathology of Alzheimer's disease interact in a vicious cycle. Without sufficient sleep, amyloid plugs build up in the brain, especially in the deep sleep-generating regions, attacking and degrading them. The loss of deep sleep caused by this assault therefore lessens the ability to remove amyloids from the brain at night, resulting in the greater amyloid deposition. More amyloid, less deep sleep, less deep sleep, more amyloid, and so on and so forth. From this cascade comes a prediction. Getting too little sleep across the adult lifespan will significantly raise your risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Precisely this relationship has now been reported in numerous epidemiological studies including those individuals suffering from sleep disorders such as insomnia and sleep apnea. Parenthetically and unscientifically, I have always found it curious that Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan, two heads of state that were very vocal, if not proud, about sleeping only 4-5 to hours a night, both went on to develop this ruthless disease, end of quote. And by ruthless disease, he means the Alzheimer's, because both Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan had Alzheimer's disease at the end of their lives. So tell me, isn't it amazing? Of course, lack of sleep is not the only cause of dementia. It's one of the several risks factors. And of course, sleep alone is not a magic pill but it is a significant factor for lowering Alzheimer's disease risk and it is available to everyone. So when someone tells me they wish there was a pill that helps reduce the risk of Alzheimer's, I respond with the question, how many hours that person sleeps at night? And if you're looking for something to read before bed to wind down, Read while we sleep. The author would not take it as an offense if you fall asleep while reading his book. You will want to sleep your 7-8 hours a night after reading this book and learning how many areas of your physical and mental health will be improved with improving your sleep. And you might be thinking right now, Okay, Rina, I have so much on my plate. I don't have time to sleep 8 hours each night. If this is you, I hear you. Stay tuned for the next week's episode where we will talk about finding time for sleep and share this episode with someone who needs sleep too. Thank you for being with me. I am Master Coach Irina Ischenko and I will talk to you next week.